Okay. Um. Mm. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Father, we thank you for another opportunity to read your word together, and um, we pray that we will be receptive to what it has to say. Help us to grow. Um, help us to be more like you and bless our conversation and even those who may listen. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, March 7th, a call to repentance. The sorrow that is according to the will of God produces a repentance without regret, leading to salvation. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10. There are three words that describe the process of repentance recognition, agreement, and commitment. Recognition comes as we study scripture and learn what God identifies as sin. Until we acknowledge that our actions are wrong, we won't see any real need to confess them to him. Um, that, that sticks out to me off the rip. I'm not going to lie. Um, so obviously you got the three um, words that describe repentance. Recognizing the sin agreeing with God, yes, this is sin, and then committing to, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. Like, and I, I feel like that's such a, it should be such a simple concept because we get that in human relationships. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't just keep cheating on somebody and just keep saying, I'm sorry, and then you just cheat on them again. Like, that that's not going to work. Like, I'm sorry, but you already got homegirl ready for tonight. Like, I'm sorry that I did that. Or, like, even going to your spouse or something being like, hey, just so you know, I'm probably going to step out on you tonight and I'm apologizing in advance. You know what I'm saying? Just just so, you know, we're, we're good. We're good, right? Like, that's, that's weird to me. But it's like when it comes to God, we expect him to just be this, you know, understanding. Oh, grace. Oh, God knows my heart. And it's just like I, every time I hear that, it's just like, why have we adopted these sayings and stuff? God does know your heart. And the Bible says the heart is wicked and deceitful and nobody can understand it. So you don't even know your own heart. God does. That's the problem. So I think. The idea of the fact that God knows what you're going to do before you even do it or the decisions that you're going to make before you even make them is one of the things that kind of leads people to that thought. And not saying it's right, but I'm just saying, you know, it's like, okay, well, God made me. God knew or knows already that I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things of, okay, he already knows I can ask for forgiveness. And since he already knows that I'm going to do this and I know that I'm forgiven, if I go and repent, then this is why I do this. Not saying that they yeah. talk this out in their yeah. head. No, no, I get you. I know what you mean. And sometimes you do. Why, sometimes I mean, you do rationalize do. it in your I, mind. Like I that. mean, I mean, not you specifically, but I, yeah. I can't say that I've ever talked it out like that, but yeah. a, um, a simple thing of a, I don't know, a, saying a curse word or gossiping or, yeah. you know, something like that that 
sometimes can become a part of your just your nature just by what company you're in or you know by okay well i say the s word pops out of my mouth (laughs) with no problem all the time it does and it's like i'll be like word and then (laughs) like oh god forgive me for saying that or you know i'm sorry jesus and I'll say that, but I'm saying that because it's just like, okay, there used to be a time where I would just pop off with any word and wouldn't think to be like, okay, I'm sorry, God, you know. Yeah. But now it's at a point of where it's like, okay, I'm trying to work on this. And if it hits, it's just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jesus, you know. And, you know, you keep going on with your day, but. Yeah. Eventually, it gets you know it it should get better to where that doesn't happen. But I just do think that people look at it like that. Well, God already knows that I'm going to do this, and He's already told me that if I you know that if I sin or if I do something wrong, that I can apologize to Him, yeah. and you know that kind of thing. So I think that's where that mentality and that thought comes from. Yeah, I mean, you just make me think of two things: Kevin on stage and um, that summary. And I know that's super random. But one, Kevin on stage had this joke that I heard him say one time when we saw him. Mm-hmm. And it just, every time I heard the joke from that point on, I could not get with it. Like, and you know what I'm saying? Like, I still, you know, think he's a funny dude and whatnot. But he said a joke that time we went out with Shaman and Rashawn where he was like, you know, I mean, I'm just saying. Might as well get some sending in what Jesus died for. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I get that you, you're a comedian, but you're a Christian. And that's not something to joke about. You know what I'm saying? I might as well use up some of this grace, right? And it's just like, Kev, that's not funny. Like, there has to be a, a like a line. You know what I'm saying? We can't joke about Christ dying. Because when we make light of it, when we make light of grace, that's the reason why we get mocked now. The Bible literally says sinning so that grace can abound causes the, causes the whole cause to be mocked. And that's exactly what happens when you talk to some of these jaded atheists out there who are like, man, I don't believe in y'all Christians and y'all God. Y'all are all hypocrites anyway. Y'all think y'all can just do whatever you want and just say, I'm sorry and blah, blah, blah. That's not just because of them. That's because of us. Because so many of us have trampled on grace, and the Bible literally says that when we do that, we're trampling on the Son of God underfoot. Like, you're literally stepping all over his sacrifice when you just be like, well, oh, God got grace. You know, it's just, it's, it's serious, man. Um, but to your point, that that's so raven part, even in a TV show, they get this concept of, like, time travel and seeing the future and stuff and saying, oh, no, this is going to be a bad thing that's going to happen in the future. So instead of me just letting it happen, I have to try to find a way to make it not happen. That was the whole premise of her show, seeing some event that was going to happen and being like, oh, no, I can't just let this happen. I got to try to stop it from happening, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know the future. God does. We know that we will sin, but instead of you Using the foresight of God to say, well, you know, I'm a sin. So, I mean, you're going to forgive me anyway. No, it should be the same concept. If I know that I'm prone to sin, I should try to do everything in my power to avoid it. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't just be, well, that's just the way it is. So I guess it's going to happen. 
No, I don't think now. I don't think that should be the mindset. No, I was just saying that um, piggybacking on what you were saying, it made me think about that show. Because in the show, she didn't just accept what was going to happen. She tried to change it. Now, it ultimately happened anyway because she couldn't change the future. But I'm saying it's the same thing with us. Like, if you know you're prone to sin and you probably will sin, you should try to minimize it as much as possible, not just become lazy about it. Like, well, it is what it is. Yeah, and I think that comes with growth. Uh. If you, you know, if you're not in a place of where you're wanting to grow or you're in a like a place where you're content or stagnant or whatever. But see, that, and that also makes me wonder, like, are, are you really saved, though? Because we got to stop minimizing what a Christian is. That's the thing. Not you. I'm just saying we have to stop trying to just make people feel good because there's a reason. I keep bringing this up. There's a reason why Jesus says not everybody who calls me Lord is going to make it to heaven. We cannot skirt around that. So that's why I'm saying like some folks, yes, life is a journey of sanctification, but some things should hit you immediately. You know what I'm saying? And one of those things is right and wrong. It's, that's a matter of will. That's not a matter of growth. Like, it, that is a matter of, I really believe Jesus saved me and I have to live for him. Now, yes, it's going to be hard. Yes, you're going to slip up. But that's different than you willfully sinning. Anybody, the Bible says, anybody who lives in sin still, you are not saved. Paul says this clearly. Because he says, how can those of us who have now been freed from sin continue to live in it? It's not possible. So anybody who is around us that is willfully just living in sin, you are not saved, in my opinion. That's all that is, is my opinion based on my understanding of the word. Ultimately, salvation, of course, is between that person and God. But what I'm saying is it should alarm us when our friends around us or our family around us who claim to be saved and believe what we believe are living their lives without a care in the world. Because it's just like... If I care about you and I see you living contrary to what you claim, that should be concerning to me because you could be one of those people Jesus is talking about. Like that, I don't know, I guess that's just where it, where it leads for me because it's just like, again, I don't want to see nobody I care about go to hell. And I, especially if I had the power to encourage them to do better, you know what I'm saying? As opposed to just, I guess, empowering them or enabling them in their sinfulness. Like, nah, man, like, I need to have some hard conversations with you if I care about you and, and ask you, like, hey, man, like, what's up with this? You know, why, why, do you, why do you feel comfortable saying or doing these things? Why do you feel comfortable smashing all these girls, man? And you're supposed to be a child of God. You're a believer. Those are, you know, especially if, if they in the church, that's your sister in Christ. That's somebody's future wife, potentially. You're supposed to, you want to be somebody's future husband one day. What, like, you know what I'm saying? These are, are things where it's just like, yo, fam. No matter where you are in your journey, there should be a level of conviction regardless if the Holy Spirit is in you. And conviction is not just going to make you feel guilty. It's going to make you change. That's why a lot of people think stuff is conviction and it's just guilt. (laughs) Conviction and guilt are not the same. Conviction, the word convict means to push you toward action. Guilt is just like you sitting there in your feelings because you know you did something bad. You know what I'm saying? It's they're, they're not the same. So I think that knowing that difference too um, helps. And, and I mean, he talks about it, you know, call to repentance, that godly sorrow. This is literally what I keep mentioning in 2 Corinthians 7 and 10 when I mention godly sorrow. 
Uh, the sorrow that is according to the will of God produces a repentance without regret leading to salvation. Like that's literally what we want. Not just, oh man, I feel bad. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. No, you want to feel sorrow because you've offended a holy God. And that makes you want to repent and not regret it, not look back at the sin, but be like, no, I was tripping. I was wilding. I got to move forward. You know what I'm saying? And that, that's what it comes down to, in, in my opinion. What was you going to say? I just, I mean, I still think it's a, it's a, it's a growth thing. And of course, it's also a, a morals. Everybody has morals. And, you know, if your morals and values are on a certain thing, if it goes against your morals or values, it's the first thing you're going to say, okay, no, I don't agree with this. Mm-hmm. And I just believe that on a journey of growth, if you so there was a point in time where I could say that I was at a place of um I messed up and that I may, you know, I'm unworthy of God's grace, but I know that when I mess up that he's gonna forgive me and that his grace you know there's grace there for me and i would feel really 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 i would you know cry or you know go to god and be like i'm really sorry and all this other stuff um but then i got to a point of where it was like okay i'm gonna stop saying sorry for certain things that i'm not sorry for yet because i want to keep doing them yeah that's real that's real and so there's no point in me feeling bad like i'm so sorry jesus you know i really want to stop this because again that's not conviction it was guilt you just felt bad because you knew you were doing the wrong thing but you weren't convicted to do better right and so that's where I feel like growth came in because as I continued my journey and I wanted to get closer to God, I felt more of convictions for certain things than I did guilt. But I think that was just um, more so of getting closer to God and then knowing better and doing better. Yeah, and I think the difference, though, with you, and I, I feel like you can't apply yourself to a lot of this only because, there again, there's a difference between I want to live the right way, but I'm struggling, and I just willfully sin. Yeah, that, that's my is. That's my point, because there we is. both know people that we're close to or are friends with who th- they're clearly not repentant. Right. Like, I have guy friends that, like, the next time one of my guy friends even mentions something, I'm going to tell him in a very nice way. I'm going to try to encourage him to do better, but he seems to be on a good path right now. But I've talked to him at times, and it's just like, oh, yeah, I was at old girl house last night, you know, blah, blah, blah. We in church together, bro. Like, what? why are you cool with this, my guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, don't try to think of who it is. It could be anybody. I ain't saying no names. But I'm just saying, like, and that that's a problem. That is an absolute problem. Like, we get this even if you go out to Compton. The Crips and the Bloods get this. You will never see a Crip wearing blue. 
or me wearing red. You're never going to see a blood wearing blue because they take their flag seriously. You don't disrespect the gang. You don't do frats and sororities. You better not wear their memorabilia or you're going to get knocked out. You better not break a line because they're going to knock you out. Like, you better not talk bad about the organization. We loyal to so many things except for God. Why? See, that's why I can't give nobody an excuse of, oh, it's growth. It's a journey. It is a journey. It is growth. But we also use the truths of God as an excuse to stay stagnant a lot of times. Because God, a journey is constant movement. It's not stagnation. Right. That's literally what a journey is, is you're moving. You, you can't call it a journey if you're just sitting out here taking the bare minimum and trying to get to heaven off that. No, God recalls, he calls you to a higher standard. Jesus would not say you can't nobody is fit to follow me who puts their hand to the plow and looks back. He says this. <laughs> he says that, but then he also says, like, straight up, again, you you have to deny yourself, take up your cross, follow me. That's the only way you can be a follower of mine. And he says, if you love me, you'll do what I tell you. Well, I guess like, I'm just saying when I say journey, I mean there are you have a we have our lives that we're living and we get to different points where it's like okay i'm at this level in christ or whatever and you, you know what the journey is though what finish what you're saying but remind me that i said that i'm just putting that in there because I, I will forget remind me that i said that continue i just look at it as you know like and this might not be the right way, but this is what comes to my mind. You know how we say there's levels to this? Yes. Okay. So, not saying that there's levels to Christianity at all, but I'm saying levels to your relationship with God. So, um, a babe in Christ, okay, will not automatically start and be as adamant as you about sin or as you know i can't give passes for you know how strong you are when it comes to your walk at this point somebody that just started will not be that far along okay so as they learn and grow and develop things start to change in their perspectives and their lives and in the way that they do certain things and I guess that's what I'm meaning when I say, you know, you say, um, as Christians, we can't do this and we can't do that. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. I also think, though, that people have to arrive to the point where they are fully repentant and they want to turn away and they want to live a wholehearted life. Now, pause. Christ. Perfect. Repentance is the first step to salvation. Start there. But okay. second thing. Kids understand this, and parents. It don't matter how young this child is. Once they're old enough to understand that mom or dad said no, and they choose to do the wrong thing, there's consequences. Right. Because you know better. It's the same way with Christians. I don't care where you are on your journey. It may not be your fault. It may be whoever you're under that's teaching you or discipling you. But there are certain things, once you come into the knowledge of the truth, and the truth has made you free, it's made you free from sin, one, 
But it's also now giving you the knowledge that the things you didn't know were wrong when you were not saved are wrong. <laughs> and now, now that you know, God expects you to do what's in your power to do because when he saves you, you are a new creation immediately. Back to that point about what the journey is. The journey is not about sinning less and less. You were supposed to stop doing the things you were doing because repentance was the baseline when you became a Christian, was turning away and instead following Jesus. What you're growing in is grace and you're growing in faith. You're not growing in habits. Those things should be cut off from any believer. And it's just a matter of you t taking your will, just like with anything else. Like I said, um, John Piper saying, if somebody held a gun to your head and said, Charles, you better not ever watch porn again, it, it wouldn't be a question in my mind. It wouldn't be a question. <laughs> but all of a sudden, because we don't see immediate repercussions or consequences, we treat God like, oh, it ain't no big deal. It ain't no big deal. He'll forgive me. No, he sent his son to die for this sin. And you got the nerve to be up laid up in the bed with somebody. You got the nerve to be doing all these things, bringing shame to his name. And you claim you a Christian? No, no, that's not how that works. Like you do grow. It is a journey, but certain things are the basics. And that's why I'm like, when, when, you, when I think about Jesus having his body ripped apart for us, we have no right to be as calm about sin as we are. That's the reason why a lot of times I'm like, I don't believe I was truly saved until recently. For real, for real. Because it's very possible to work for God and know what to say and, you know, be able to preach, be able to sing, blah, blah, blah. It's very possible to do those things and God still use it. But that don't mean you saved at all. <laughs> this folks been in church their whole life. You ain't saved because you don't have no relationship with Christ. It's more than just saying, I believe, getting baptized, I'm saved. No, it says repent and turn away and follow Christ. Mm -hmm. That's how you're saved. I think we got to go back to the basics of what makes a person saved to begin with. It ain't church membership. It ain't taking the Lord's Supper on first Sunday. It ain't shouting in church. It ain't being a part of a ministry. The only thing that saves you is a, a faith-based relationship with Jesus Christ. And if you ain't got that, you ain't got nothing. Everything else you're doing is just garbage. Because the Bible literally says the only way God can see you as righteous and redeemed is because of his son who didn't know sin, taking on and becoming sin for you. So now he looks at you as the righteousness of God. But how do you have that if Jesus Christ ain't the lens that he's looking at you through? It's impossible. So to me, it's just like when people say, I'm struggling with this habit, I'm struggling. And I I, I'm, I can be hard on it because that was me. <laughs> I always had the power to not do it. I just didn't want to not do it. And the fact that I didn't want to not do those things means I wasn't saved. My heart was not aligned with Christ. We don't get to just take time off and say, well, I'm still saved, but I don't care about doing the things of Christ right now. No, you ain't saved. That's just how that works. <laughs> You can't have a heart that goes against Christ, but then claim you, you're, you're a Christian. You need a regenerate heart. He has to give you a new heart. You don't have it yet. So I would, I mean, that's something that, I mean, I ain't, it ain't so, about trying to be rude, but your heart is the mark of whether you're saved. Do you have the desires of Christ now? Do you want to please him? Even if you know you don't have the ability to, because the thing is, it's not about your ability. If you just have the desire to please Christ, he empowers you through the Holy Spirit to do it. That's the thing. It ain't about you struggling with sin. Give the sin up to God. 
he will make it possible for you to say no. That's the that's really the issue is we we think we saved because we can. It's not that I feel like I can just say no to whatever sin. I wake up every day and I say, God, I need your grace to stay pure to stay holy, to be humble, to whatever. Like, I beg God for that every single day because I have a desire. God has created in me a desire to want to please him, but I can't do it on my own. I need the grace of God to make it possible. And once you get to that understanding, the issue is a lot of us don't rest in grace the way we're supposed to because we don't want to stop sinning in the first place. We don't want to stop doing the things we're doing. So we don't go to God and truly say, Lord, take these desires away. Lord, give me a heart to want to please you for real, for real. We don't we don't go and actually mean it because deep down inside you love your sin more than you love God. And that's the very harsh reality. But that's really what it comes down to. And the Bible supports that. What was you going to say? Mm-hmm. <sighs> Am I cool? Am I cool? I ain't trying to. You know, I'm passionate about the word, but you know, I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to be too much. You, I'm good. Continue. You ain't say yes or no. Am I? <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, recognition comes as we study a scripture and learn what God identifies as sin, and that's the main thing. I think that I was getting at once you recognize something to be wrong or to be sinful, because the thing is, like another example why do most of us not go and shoplift why do why do we not just go outside the house and slap somebody or shoot somebody or whatever because we know you're gonna get arrested for that you can't just go out this outside and do whatever you want we know that but when it comes to god again we don't see no immediate consequence and so we think oh well i got grace i got grace god is a god of grace but he's a god of law and justice as well. <laughs> he is. He, it's not just a get out of jail free card or a get out of hell free card. Like, it's more than that. Like, no, I have a standard as a righteous God. And as a matter of fact, I show y'all laws in your normal life so that you understand what I require. The laws we have are a direct descendant of basically God's order of things. Now, some of those laws have been corrupted and whatnot, but even in the Old Testament, God gave the people laws for a reason, not just the Ten Commandments, but laws for living. And over time, those things have compounded into what we have today. It's because he wanted to show what order is and and, and obeying and doing things the right right way, excuse me. So um, until we acknowledge that our actions are wrong, we won't see any real need to confess them to him. And that's something I think that kept me down for the longest um, I was yeah, watching. This is what I was trying to say, like earlier, when I'm like along a journey. When you get to a point of where you actually realize, okay, this is what I'm doing, or whatever it is that I'm doing, is is not right. And but I look at that as okay. You once were in a place where you was just doing it and now you're at a place where it's like okay i need to stop doing it so stop 
But what I'm saying is that's moving from one place to another, and yeah, that's like you, a journey to me. That's that, like but that's what I'm saying. That can't be a part of the journey. How? If you come to decide, once you realize something's change, wrong, stop. That's a change. It's that's what I'm change. saying. Stop though. Don't let it be. Well, now I know it's wrong, but continue. But no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm okay. not saying in the continuation of it. I'm saying. But see, that's what I'm saying. Place, We're making two different points. Is what are. I'm saying. I wasn't saying nothing about what you're saying. I was just making a point. Period about this. I agree with you. But no, my bad. Go ahead. That's it. Um, but no, the back to the, uh, we won't see any real needs. Confess them to him. I was actually watching a video where it was like Satan's trick with us. A lot of times is not um, convincing us that God, you know, his word is a lie or anything. His biggest thing is honestly just working on our thought process. And getting us to just start saying to ourselves, well, maybe this ain't that big of a deal. Or maybe this isn't like a problem like I thought it was. Or even getting you to rationalize like how in some circles people rationalize homosexuality with the Bible and all this other stuff. Like there is more perversion of scripture today than I've ever seen. And people making the Bible fit their lives. And that's just not how it's supposed to be. You, you have to line your life up with the Bible, not the other way around. And I mean, yeah. Um, next, we must agree with the Lord's assessment of our behavior. Without agreement, our, confe- our confession would be more about the consequences of our sin rather than genuine remorse over violating his holy standard. And that's that's the thing. I think um, that that's a struggle, I think, that I had was the difference between just not doing something because it's wrong and not doing something because I know God would not want me to do this. Like we grow up with our parents telling us certain things are wrong, especially those of us who grew up in church. So I say, I say this, I I really believe this to be the case. I think most of us who got saved under our parents were not saved. It happened at some point while we were grown and we actually built up a relationship. What we most of us had was inherited faith where we just were taught the basics. But most of us got baptized because it was just what the thing to do as kids and whatnot. And that was the environment we were in. But we didn't have no real saving faith relationship with Christ. You had to develop that on your own. Yeah. And so, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, Let's see. Finally, commitment is also necessary. We must dedicate ourselves to turning away from sin by choosing to walk obediently in the manner God commands, knowing he will empower us to do so. And I think that's really that was my whole point of what I was saying. We have to we have to call ourselves to a higher standard. It's really all it is. We keep settling for the filth of this world and the things we think are going to satisfy us. And the reason why I say that can't be part of the journey is because that's that's the basic. Literally, Jesus' call of come unto me means leave everything else behind and come to me. Most of us want to have one hand holding the world and the other hand holding faith and thinking we can make them coexist. And that's not how that works. That's why I'm like, it ain't no journey aspect when it comes to what you admit, because literally once you claim to recognize, you know, this is wrong and you agree with God. Yes, it is wrong. You the commitment part is non-negotiable because without the commitment, the recognition and the agreement get nullified. So how can you repent for real 
which is a prerequisite to salvation, if you're not, you know, you know, you see what I'm saying? How can how can that go together? You have to have all three of these steps. So, you can't just recognize, oh, I'm doing the wrong thing, and then agree with God. You know what, God, you're right. This is wrong, but then I'm I'm gonna keep doing it though. Because without the commitment, you didn't really recognize anything, and you haven't really agreed. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And if you have recognized and agreed and com- and still chosen not to commit to the right thing, then we really have to ask: Are you saved? Are you at all? I have a question, but I don't even know how to even. Go ahead. Phrase it. I don't know yet. Well, I'm about to just work it out. What's up? All right, um, you keep thinking of that, so I was about to say, so it ain't too much dead air. Um, but yeah, that that empowering us to do so part, I think, is the biggest thing. If we claim to believe in in Christ the way we do, and His power over sin and death that He died to to get for us, I mean, we got to also believe that it's not a matter of your will in terms of I just got to stop doing these things. Like I, you know. Tish, you know how many times I tried to stop watching porn, stop smoking, stop drinking. You've seen it over these almost 10 years that we've been together. You've watched me constantly try. Okay, babe, I'm about to do it this time. Fail. Oh, I'm I'm about to do it this. Fail. I'm about to. The issue wasn't just a matter of me saying I'm going to do better. The issue was I didn't trust Christ instead. He didn't ask us to fight sin. He asked us to just turn to him. Come to me. I'll take that yoke you got. I will take that for you. So as long as we keep thinking it's a matter of, oh, man, I just got to do better. You're never going to do better. Guilt does not make you do better. The only thing that will make you do better is fully surrendering to Christ to the point where you give him all of this and say, look, I'm here before you. I'm laid out there. I can't do this on my own. I submit to you fully. And Jesus, that's what he's waiting for. He will take the sin, that yoke of bondage off of you and allow you to live every day the way he expects you to. Sin will happen, but it shouldn't be sins of the flesh. (laughs) It shouldn't be willful acts of your flesh. It should be sins of things like pride, sins, those harder things that you actually need him to conform your mind with. That's the process. It's him over time conforming your mind and conforming you into the image of his son. But the the acts of of your flesh that you literally, even when you didn't have Christ, you could say no to. Folks say no to having sex all the time if they ain't interested. So you have the power. But all of a sudden you're a Christian now and you, you, you suddenly don't have the power to say no, even though you know this is wrong. That's, that's my issue. We have the power to say no if we don't want to do something. So, did you figure your question out? <laughs> no? <laughs> okay. Um, remember, Christ promises that when he sets you free, you will be free indeed, John 8 and 36. This means when you belong to Jesus, you can change permanently. You can be completely liberated from the bondage that enslaves you. Therefore, repent fully so you can experience the abundant life he created you for. Any final thoughts before I go into this prayer? No. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, so the prayer is, Lord, I recognize my sin. 
Um, and since this is technically our Bible study slash podcast, if anybody listens to this, man, and, um, you know, it may sound harsh, obviously, the things I'm saying, but God's word is harsh. It is a message of love, but at the same time, um, it's also, you know, a mirror, like the word says. It's, it's literally like the refiner's fire that the Bible talks about is it's supposed to hurt. You know what I'm saying? The truth is supposed to make you say, ouch. Paul literally says at one point, am I, the, am I now your enemy because I'm telling you the truth? Like, that's just kind of how it goes, man. So, you know, it's not hatred or anything. I'm saying these things because I love people and I want people to be freed from the same bondage God freed me from. And I, I believe it's possible, but it won't happen without these things. The recognition that you're wrong, the agreement that you're wrong, because it ain't enough to just recognize it. You have to agree, God, you're right. I am trash. And then ultimately, ultimately commit to saying, you know what, I'm going to commit not to doing better, but I'm going to commit to you so that you can empower me to do better. Like that's, that's really the thing. So, so I guess, and, and I keep saying, no, I didn't have a question because every time I would kind of formulate what my question was, you would in a sense answer what I was going to ask. So that's the reason. No, that's, that's fine. That's why I just want to make sure, like, you know, if you had any questions or comments or anything that, uh, you know, you have the room to do that or I address it if it's a question. Um, but yeah, uh, this prayer may be for somebody who's listening. Lord, I recognize my sin, agree with what your word says about it and commit my life to you. Amen. And that's a prayer. Don't say it if you don't mean it. Because, yeah, you're going to be accountable for them words. Um, the final word for today, in his presence, repent and be cleansed. That's all for today.